You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Cece Fierce. And I'm Lextopia. And in this episode, we discuss protest, rioting, looting, rebellion, what it is, why it's happening, and what you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome to Carly's Couch. It's a lot going on, so we hope you're having a happy Monday, but we understand if you're not. Um, it's been a crazy year this year. So um, this um, episode, we're going to talk about um, a lot of things that are relevant to this moment, what's going on right now, um, and how we can be a part of a better future. Let's say it that way. Um, so, Carly, how are you feeling right now? Man, um, heavy, I would say like grateful it's like an interesting duality because like I'm grateful for another day and for great things to be happening but my heart is really heavy because of everything else that is happening lots of rage and and heart heartbreak I guess so a duality of like being grateful but also like being angry how are you uh I'm feeling good right now um it feels like uh another day and unfortunately it's just like a lot of um, action going on and a lot of movement. Um, so I think it's important to just stay aware of what's going on and um, pay attention to it. Um, but, you know, it, sometimes it feels a little heavier, but I, I'm pretty used to, unfortunately, um, that feeling. So um, it's kind of another day. And for me, it's important to talk about protest and rebellion in a way that um, helps us understand why it's important and how we can be a part of it in an efficient um, and safe way. And so today, um, you know, we just wanted to recap like what's going on. So right now there's been a lot of um, rebellion, a lot of riots and looting in different major cities, um, this time as a direct response to the murder of George Floyd. And, you know, there's actually been a, a couple of other black people in the past week as well who have um, been unjustly murdered and their lives taken away um, at the hands of the police. And this is such a big issue because, obviously because people's lives are being lost, mm -hmm. um, but because it's so disproportionate. Um, black people make up 13% of the country and yet they make up 52% of the deaths um, by police. And the numbers are just so skewed that um, it's really become part of our lens of living in the United States, right? And it's been a while. And I think as we get older, um, not for everybody, but for a lot of people, because the system works and because we don't learn about a lot of things, mm -hmm. as we get older, we really become more aware and see, like, what's going on around us and, and how systemic, like, these um, injustices are for black people. And so we get angry and then we want to see change and we want to do things. And you get pressed to a point where you can't do anything else or you feel like there's nothing else to do. And so these riots and these rebellions come up. Um, and I think it's just a lot of frustration. It's a lot of frustration right now. And it's a lot of people who are feeling the way that you said and the way that I said, like really heavy and like just tired of it. Mm -hmm. um, so right now there are... It started in Minneapolis. Um, I've seen Houston. Dallas. Atlanta, yeah. L.A., downtown. Las Vegas. Um, mm -hmm. Other cities as well having protests. Um, some of them turning into riots and uh, other type of rebellion, looting as well. Um, we're seeing a lot of it on social media or via social media. 
um, from firsthand accounts of people who are there and around, mm -hmm. as well as from the news. If you're watching news, you'll see it across all the platforms as far as the news. Um, and because of the protest, there has been amped up um, government response. There has been National Guard sent out, police with riot gear sent out, um, tear gas, all kinds of stuff. So that's what's going on right now, if you are by any chance unaware. Um, and even though you're aware, I, I think it's good to just make sure you do check in to see what's going on. Um, I don't like to scroll online and see all of this all the time, um, especially once mm -hmm. I see what happened. I kind of will zone out. Um, how you deal with it is how you deal with it. Um, but at the same time, I do try to check in enough to understand what's going on overall. Um, so that's what's happening. And now just to talk about why it happens and the purpose of it. Um, Carly, what are your thoughts on, like, you know, the purpose of protesting and that turning into riots and, like, why that happens? I think it's important to be careful with language here. Um because the word riot is insidious and it puts the blame on people a lot of times. And I feel like a lot of times what these start out for a protest, like when there is all of this systemic inequalities and this oppression that's happening specifically to black people, a lot of other people of color too, but we're not here for that. It's literally black people being killed. Um, people don't know what else to do. Like what else are we supposed to do? And part of the quote unquote American way is like protesting things and doing things. And so people, feel like they want their voice to be heard and a way to do that is to protest, to show up, to put their physical bodies out there and to do things. Um, I'm sorry, I got irritated. What was the rest of the question? Um, why does it happen and the purpose of it? Oh, um, the purpose is to be heard, to make a change, to try to force a change, to try to make the government like, look, we care. Like, this is something that's important to us. Like, we want you to see us. We want you to hear us. We want to make you uncomfortable. Like black people have to be every single day, essentially, and try to like cause political change, like try to get governments to or get our governments, like both city, local, state and the U.S. government to actually care and to try to make a difference. And so I think it just comes from um, a place of not just feeling helpless, but also like using our voices to do something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we have these conversations about, oh, you know, why is this happening? It's really hard to do that with other people. Um, I was talking to uh, Damo the other day, and he was like, yeah, like, um, you know, one of the guys, he was picking up some equipment from, he's like, yeah, you know, kind of asked me, like, yeah, but, you know, why are they why are they writing, though? Like, why are they doing all that? You know, like, it sounds like a lot. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, you got to understand, people are pretty angry. Like, it's been centuries of um, just oppression against people, and you have to understand that, and, like, you know, it's hard to even have that conversation because they you literally cannot understand it because you are not affected um, negatively by this. And while you can, of course, see and agree with like, oh, man, they don't treat black people the same here. Um, sure, it's easy to say that, but it's also easy to say, so why don't they vote or why don't we do this or why are y'all doing that? And to really not understand it because you really you really can't. And so it is hard to have those conversations with people as well. And um to that I, I guess you can say like listen like there's not really space to make that difference within these systems because the systems were created for a certain reason mm -hmm. and I, I i think just some people just won't get that honestly like they just won't get that so um i think it is justified to protest and protest and specifically rioting and and carly is right about the language and which is why i've said a few different words this whole mm -hmm. time 
um, A, for familiarity, but B, I do want to talk about the literal rioting and rebelling, rebelling rather, and which is when I say rebellion, I'm, I'm talking about rioting, like tearing stuff up, messing things up, um, starting fires and causing ruckus. Um, but the only constant in American history has been rioting um, from the very beginning. And so just to go through it, um, you know, I was thinking about different times in in history that there have been riots or in what spaces there are riots, mm -hmm. because it's not always about race either. Um, sometimes the whites want to riot about things that aren't that important. But yeah, yeah. I'm about to say <laughs> they be riding about hockey games and winning championships. And it's never like it's they're never um, the like it's never looked at as like oh they're violent people or they're this or they're that and there's never tear gas there's never all of this nonsense they're allowed to quote unquote celebrate how they want to but whenever people have something to say about the continuous killings of people is, is all of a sudden an issue like that's so frustrating that and that's fair now but actually in the past it was all white people that were writing and when they rioted there was change and so um, to even start back from the beginning like because when you're talking about before slavery or during slavery like we're not even a factor at that point so like white people riot all the time mm -hmm. you riot and you protest because you feel like you're being treated unfairly um the boston tea party started because they thought they were being taxed unfairly um the system was not right for them the system was not good for them and so what they decided to do was dress up as native americans which we still see them trying to play like they're on the somebody else um in the middle mm -hmm. of the sea, but dressed as um, Native Americans and through, um, I forgot how many pounds, I think it was like 90,000 pounds of lot. tea, like which was $1.7 million worth of goods um, that they destroyed during that time that led to the American Revolution, which led to um, this country as is now, which is one of the biggest hypocritical things about it is that, you know, everything's founded on um, protest, wanting your own rights and wanting to see things different. And yet you don't really understand that when it's not you, which is the corruption of uh, power in the first place. And with all of this, right. Mm -hmm. um, one of the next hugest riots crazily was over who was the better Shakespearean actor. Um, this happened, I believe in the New York area, 1849. I saw that one where it's like the whole city ended up like in this crazy fight mm -hmm. um, over, over an actor who was better. Um, in New York City in the eight, 1860s, this is the most destructive, like up to now, mm -hmm. um, riot that I read about. And they were angry because there was a draft. Um, so this was like before the Civil War. So like, dang, we got to go to war for this. Um, and then riots started out because they didn't want to have to go to war about this. So, yes, there was racist people in the North and that happened. Um, that's the biggest one to date in which 20 to 96 million dollars in damage occurred. Keeping in mind also that through all this time, we had all these millions of dollars of damage and yet everything comes back. So that's not anything to care about. Um, 1914, Colorado coal miners, they were striking because somebody had died in, um, in the tunnels. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yo, we don't like working like this. We don't, yep. we don't like being in this situation. So they started rioting um, and they sent people out and it was a big thing then. Um, between 1963 and 70s, several hundred riots, a lot of them about race. Um, going then, into some of the race riots, Carly talked a whole episode about one yep. of them. 1921, the Tulsa Race Massacre, um, which was actually called the Tulsa Race Riots, and which is another reason why I'm just emphasizing language. Like, 
the state of Oklahoma and the government called it a riot at the time so that the black people whose property was damaged because it was white people rioting again, but they called it a riot so that they wouldn't be able to collect on insurance. Mm -hmm. And it was all because supposedly a black man attacked a white woman in an elevator, which was completely untrue. Most of the time it is probably say all the time, but yeah, it was proven. They didn't care. They just wanted to burn shit down. Yeah. And during times of segregation in Detroit, um, in the automobile um, lines, they integrated so that three black workers had to work on the auto lines with them. 25,000 white men walked out of their job, and that turned into riots. Um, in Mississippi, there was a black veteran who was admitted to a university. That started riots. We even think about, like, um, whenever they started integrating schools, there were so many riots, like, all over the country during integration in general. Mm-hmm. So also considering that, um, sometimes it's the opposition that's coming out and they're like, no, we don't want you here. We don't want that. Right. And so it is important to recognize what side of rioting you're on or what side of it and recognizing that, or I don't know if we can even really call it rioting. That's just them being fucking dumb because you're not losing anything. Right. They felt like something was being, um, lost for them or like it was infringing upon their rights for somebody else to also be included in their schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, it's a big difference between people who want an opportunity to actually even be, up here with you guys and people who feel like, oh, ma'am, I feel threatened because other people want to have the same things as me. Um, Mm -hmm. But those were riots, too. Um, Of course, Watts in L.A. has a history of riots. 1965, 40 million damage. The L.A. riots of 92, that was Rodney King. Um, More than a billion dollars in damage there in just buildings and things happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Baltimore riots um, and Ferguson during... 15, which is um, a very similar year that I would say um, kind of mirrors like what's going on now as far as yeah. um, the unrest with the killings of black men and then that turning into an eruption in, in these different cities, respectively. Um, to Carly's point, um, there's riding around sports as well. When Philly run, won the Super Bowl, pretty recent, yikes. Um, <laughs> when they won the Super Bowl, um, they were out there destroying things and they were excited and they were out there doing that. Um, during hockey games, there have been Stanley Cup known huge riots. Um, and then the 2014 World Series was one of the biggest ones in San Francisco around sports. And so mm-hmm. even when people are excited or happy, there's all this emotion. Um, they are out here and they just want to tear things up. They want to, air quote, celebrate um, or they're mad if they didn't win. So it could yeah. go either way. Um, and then one of the recent ones that I thought about too is with Charlottesville, um, 2018, and that, you know, the Tiki Tortures, um, you know, were doing their thing, which is again, the same kind of similar feel to like the, with integration in schools. Like, why is this mob out here yelling? Like, nothing's happening to you guys, right? Yeah. Um, and then the riots that come out of people now protesting them. And then things getting exchanged and a young woman getting hit by a car and other things that happen as a result um, and everything just getting so physical. So it's not new. Like this happens all the time. It's always happened. There's different levels of it. There's different reasons for it. Um, But most of it is around wanting something to change. Yep. I mean, even more recently, looking at the pandemic, those people who approached all those capitals with guns and the people who've been out in Orange County, like, we want to get a haircut, like all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They feel like their rights are getting infringed upon during a world health pandemic. Right. So like they're protesting and 
unfortunately, um, police don't feel threatened by white people with guns, and so they did not pull up in their riot gear, and they didn't start a riot with that audience. Um, but they went out and protested, protested that. Like, there's just this weird, and, and this kind of goes back to that convo at the beginning with somebody where if they don't really understand, like, there's this weird entitlement of at a certain space, you don't realize, like, that you're, well, you should realize you're entitled. I take that mm-hmm. back. But you're not recognizing what the actual problem is. And it's kind of like a whole selfish thing about like you just feeling threatened. Um, and that's pretty common thread throughout all this as well. So if, if people are uh, starting things on fire and, um, you know, messing cars up and messing up property um, and just out here, like just causing a ruckus, like, is that the right thing to do? I mean, I think right is, I don't know if it's subjective or objective, but um, depending on the person, like I feel like shit has to happen for things to change. And like taking it outside of just the U.S., like other countries like protest and riot and do things to, you know, get the government to change things. And it has worked um, historically. So I would say for, you know, when fighting for people's lives and systemic change and, you know, creating some type of equality and safety so that people don't have to live in fear anymore every single day like i i would say that uprising and rebelling is necessary to do that rioting um in the other term like when it's not looting rioting yeah when it's like looting and rioting i i kind of feel a type of way because like target has insurance like the ceo came out the the target that got like completely torn up in minneapolis like the ceo came out and was like yo people are hurting and the reason why that actually supposedly happened was that people were trying to get like milk and stuff whenever they were protesting. And then the police started throwing tear gas. Like they were trying to get supplies and the target wouldn't sell them. And so that happened, but also the undercover police officers who were like setting the auto zone and stuff on fire and making it look like it was just people. Um, if you are fighting for rights and, and to live and to be safe, like I don't, I don't see an issue with that when it comes to looting and like burning things. Um, the corporation CEO was like, or the, CEO of Target was like, we'll be all right. He was like, we just want the community to be safe and the people be okay. He was like, we have insurance. It's not a big deal. But when I look at like small businesses, like I saw that um, a black woman owned small business in downtown Dallas got torn apart. It's like, damn, I I really hope she had insurance Mm -hmm. or that people come together to support her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, To that point um, in Atlanta where they kind of stormed the CNN building and like did a lot of vandalism on the CNN sign out there. They already have repainted it red. So it's like, you know, kind of proving the point, like none of this is, is what really matters. Like they'll be okay. Um, and to the point about small businesses, um, I saw something also about a small business guy who already started his GoFundMe and, uh, lost like a hundred K of his place or needed that. If that's what maybe what he asked for and is now already at 600 K the day after. And so part of this also, even as a black small business owner or small business is, yo, like how connected are you to your people that they know, you know, that this is a black owned place or, um, that there's respect for your place. And I think it's important as well to actually be a part of your community and be a part of this and to still understand, like, you know, what's happening. Um, there in some places I saw they had like black militia outside who's kind of helping mm-hmm. be like, yo, don't mess with this one. I've seen lots of videos where, you know, where there's Waffle House or no, where there's Waffle like, House. <laughs> um, you know, a particular business that, that people know and that they respect. Um, that people were like, yo, chill. Like, and, and people get that, right? People get that. Um, have you ever been a part of um, protesting that turned into destruction of stuff? 
Yes, but it wasn't a, a huge one. It was after Mike Brown was killed and I was in Dallas. It was the same one where the officers got shot. Um, I, they said that that military person went crazy and did it. I don't know that to be true. But, mm. um, yeah, people after, like, after they heard shots and stuff, people started tearing shit up to try to get away. Um, so I have mm. been in a couple, but that's, like, the biggest one. Yeah, and, and when I have, um, I ask that because – just like we're seeing in a lot of videos, it'll be a lot of, A, either kind of undercover people or people with wrong intentions who are a part of um, the scene and inciting things mm -hmm. and making things either worse or look worse. Or I think some of them just want to mess stuff up. Some of them want to have the same um, kind of mindset as these um, early Americans who dressed up as Native Americans because it's like, it's just weird. It's almost like a, a replacing the blame or, or just wanting to like mess things up and write blacks rule on your driveway type thing. Um, mm. When I was in, in the DC area, like I remember in the same way I see in a lot of videos that it was the white people who were always the first ones running up towards buildings, like trying to do the most or try to spray paint something. Mm -hmm. And everybody be like, yo, chill. Like you're making us look bad. Like we were out here to protest, not necessarily to um, try to break things up or do things. And yet there's a level of entitlement, I think for people who, you know, hop out of line to do that. And it's like, damn, it's cool if, if you are in the right space and you, you know, you're angry too, but also kind of recognizing the privilege and like you feeling okay with the running and doing that. And so I think it gets to a point where people are just mad enough, period, where it's like, forget all that. And like, we're going out here to tear things up and to gain wealth. It's almost uh, a form of people like gaining their wealth back because they already are popping an offer up and uh, eBay and everything else with stuff that they've gotten out of these places will be just fine um so going kind of back to that original question about is rioting right um i kind of like the way that you shifted a little bit in that you know if if rioting and and even without the rioting if protesting is not the answer which i don't think protesting is enough in itself anyway mm -mm. so i'm gonna go back to say if rioting and rebellion that tears things up is not the answer then what is because when you have folks like a Colin Kaepernick who are kneeling, that's a big deal. Oh my gosh, well, you shouldn't be protesting. You should find a different way to protest. Now, when Target's exploded, oh man, well, y'all could have did this peacefully. People tried that. Like, <laughs> we've been doing that. Yeah. Um, that's what's been happening. And that's not enough to shake anything because it doesn't shake the system economically. And so it would have been cool if people could have got behind Colin Kaepernick or if people could have actually not watched football or did something outside of, um, you know, talking about this not being effective in a way that actually would make a difference to people's pockets. Um, but unfortunately that's not loud enough. And so this is what mm -hmm. you get. And this is what happens as a result of those things not working. Like at some point you have to choose violence because that's the only thing that can disrupt the system enough. Yeah, I'm not saying there's a quote. So, like, riots are the language of the unheard. And then also you have to speak in a language where they hear you. And if, if all they speak in is violence and killing people and doing things, like, how can we retaliate in a way that they actually hear and actually forces change? Because, like she said, peacefully protesting, like, that's cool. I think that's a piece of it. But I also think uprising and rebelling is also a piece of it. Like, you have to use language that they hear to force change. And historically, if you look anywhere in the world, they've had to do that. Um, Trevor Noah was interviewing whatever that white lady is who be talking crazy on Twitter, Tony, whatever her name is. But um, he was like, well, then how should we protest? Because she had all this shit to say mm -hmm. about Colin Kaepernick and about looting, quote, unquote, rioting, even though mostly that's not actually us and doing those things. And she didn't have anything to say. It's like, 
y'all just want to feel comfortable all the time, but like growth is not comfortable change. Like these systems of oppression that have been here for centuries that this country was built on in order to change that people gonna have to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things is like being careful of the narrative because yes, this has always been happening, but now you'll see a lot of the narrative that's like, oh, man, look at these blacks going crazy again, or, oh, they can't keep it together. Oh, man, like, y'all are out of control. And it's like, nah, it's not like that, because if if you felt some kind of way, you would be doing the same thing you did last week when you couldn't go to Shoney's or get your hair cut. Like, you was out here protesting. And yet, somehow you don't understand when other people are doing the same thing, especially when it's about them not wanting um, to lose their life to somebody else who's supposed to be protecting them. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, it's one of those things where you have to be careful of the narrative and and also not even falling into the trap of the respectability narrative of like, oh, man, like, why are y'all doing that? Y'all shouldn't be doing that. And when I see um, discussions around specifically rioting and looting, um, tearing things up and stealing things, there's a lot of arguments that people bring up. And so I wanted to uh, talk about some of those as well as talking points to make sure like if you're using them, thinking about that and reconsidering as well as when you see other people and, and talk to other people about these things, understanding um, and maybe helping them to get a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all you can ask for, at least to listen and get a different viewpoint to think about and understand this from a different way. Um, one of them is you're tearing up your own neighborhood. Like, why are y'all tearing up y'all's own stuff? Like, that doesn't make sense. That's something that that I've thought before, like, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like, before you kind of, like, recognize and understand it. Because it's like, that doesn't make sense. Why is everybody, like, tearing up their their block? Um, But that misses the point completely and the underlying issue of, like, how incredibly, like, frustrated and angry people feel. Um... Another one's like, oh, now you're committing the crimes. Like, y'all are just out here, like, you're literally committing crimes. And same thing, missing the point, missing the bigger underlying um, cause to it. Yeah, y'all just looking at the fruit of the tree and the roots that have been, that are per- so pervasive in every single system that this country has. If you were looking at medical system, school system, prison system, like, every mm-hmm. single freaking thing is the reason why people are upset and doing this uprising. Um, another one that I hate to hear and hate, to see especially white people and non-black people using all these quotes like MLK would have wanted peace mm-hmm. like MLK wouldn't have done that like y'all have not read really about him at all like he got really whitewashed and more palatable but when he was actually alive white people did not like him he did not have a high approval rating nobody was effing with him and nobody wants to read his quotes and his speeches later on in his life when he was more militant I mean they shot him so also that yeah like it's easy to afterwards act like, oh, man, well, you know, he would have did this and he said this. But it's like, nah, that's really not even a full picture either. Um, and Martin Luther King had his head banged into a few cars um, during a few protests that turned into riots, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like, what about black on black crime or to say that, well, you know, why are they so angry about this? Because these also things are happening, which are also results of the same system. Um, and also don't have anything to do with changing anything like people kill who the people around them um, in their area so that's not even necessarily like a thing to think oh well you only care about this now because you know you're trying to be against the whites but you don't care about your fellow brother or whatever like obviously we do that's why we want to have a system that allows us to live in better neighborhoods better protected 
um, and not having to deal with the things that put us in those situations. And if you actually look at, because people are like, well, statistics say, statistics also say that race on race crime is the highest for everybody. It's because they, yeah. like segregation, you live closer to the people who look like you, the same economic class. In the North, it looks much more like classism as opposed to structural segregation. But yeah, it's all the same and y'all are missing the point completely. Stop doing that. Please. If you're saying that, please stop and actually do some research. Um, so I want to kind of talk about getting involved um, now and things to think about, um, things you can consider, things you can do. Um, one thing is if you if you want to get involved or you see what's happening, you're like, man, I don't know, what should I do? Um, you know, decide how you want to participate and where, in what way. Um, what are some good tips or, or do you have good tips for, you know, finding and understanding which things to be a part of? So I would say if you haven't ever like been to a protest or don't know even if that's something you want to do, start looking at the grassroots organizations in your area. For example, like Black Lives Matter Los Angeles. It's like literally Google people like for that cause and you can start to research like how are they doing that because from prepping for protests to actually policy changes and showing up to city halls and town halls. Like there are things that they publicize all the time. And I learned that through working with um, a couple of nonprofits in the community, meeting some grassroots organizers and seeing how they move. So it's like researching and seeing what they do and like where you might feel comfortable getting involved. Cause like I said, it might not be on the front line, but you may want to do more than just donate. So looking at other things that they have and looking at your skills Maybe you're good at PR and you can help them with that piece when it comes to the organization. So there is an array of ways that you can get involved. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I would do, because a lot of us will see information about gatherings um, via social media. So one thing that's important is to do your homework and your research, even if it needs to just be quick fact check. Go look back at um, the profile of whoever's saying mm -hmm. hey we're meeting here we're meeting there and or or make sure you see like who are they affiliated with if anybody and or you know what else is behind it um there have been some instances where people you could look back at who's talking about starting this protest and they got all kind of other crazy like anti things on that page and it's really like a allure a trap or you know they got you out here and it's like oh well and there's already crowbars and bricks already sitting outside like it's almost kind of like a setup to like make things look wild mm -hmm. um being careful that you're gathering with the right people who also like are at least preaching or talking about the the same, you know, coming from the same space um, versus if people are just like, yo, let's just all get together and do whatever. Like just seeing where the substance is, um, do your homework to fact check and um, make sure that you're, that's something that you're going to go to with somebody, you know, or know somebody there so that you at least have um, some reference or some person outside of just like hopping into something just to hop into it. Yeah, and that's huge. And they were saying not only, like, you know, people with other ill intentions, but even sometimes, like, the police, like, partnering for these rallies and things. So just just doing the fact check and realizing that, like, also going to any of these things is not just so you can look cool on Instagram um, and to take photos and and to show your involvement in these things. Like, that's not what actually getting involved is for. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be a photo op and you should check your motives and make sure like you're in it for the right reasons because I feel like um, also since like a lot of the attention at a lot of those like Ferguson photos and things, guys, like people want to go out there and get the shot. And yeah, you want to you wanna get the, you sometimes you do want to experience the feeling and the emotion. Um, you may want to capture it because it is important to capture. Um, but just making sure like, yo, are you, am I going to be in the way? I think Look, I'm in my own way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like running into my mic. Um, that's the question. Like, mm -hmm. am I going to be in the way? Um, 
if you're going to be in the way, like just stay at home. And, and if you're not going to be in the way and if you're going to be out there um, to actually help, to actually like one, be heard and, and to add to what's happening, then that would be different. Agreed. Um, so if you have decided, like you f- fact checked, you found a reputable, reputable source and you have like someone to go with, like things to think about when you're preparing to go to one of these protests, um, like thinking about your clothing. So wearing closed toe shoes, like long pants and sleeves if possible. Yeah, you don't want to be super identifiable. We'll talk about that a little more. I said having a buddy. Um, I'm confused on why there's not more people wearing masks right now because this is a perfect opportunity to get away with, like, really not showing your face. Um, A, it is still a pandemic, so you do need to be careful as you're crowding around other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But B, stay masked up. And, again, don't stay – go with the obscurity. Don't don't try to be that person Um, because, quite frankly – most if not all of the people who uh were big faces and seen on videos and speaking out and the ones throwing things in ferguson they they have all been killed and so mm-hmm. it's important um and now now i'm skipping down but okay. it's important to be aware of other people's privacy as well as yo don't i know it is tempting too because like you want to everybody wants to be a reporter and everybody wants to be the yep. one like, you know, today I saw this and they were out there. Like when, when I have been out protesting a few years ago, like I took pictures of stuff happening and, you know, showing like what's going on too. So I get that, but you don't necessarily want to be that person who's like, okay, we're doing this and this is, this, I'm doing this. Like, you know, just be out there and do what you need to do. Um, people are showing what's happening and you can do that in a way that doesn't like highlight people who are then going to get singled out um, later on, not just because they're being hunted down and killed, but because um, they're also being prosecuted. And there are a Mm -hmm. lot of people who just for videotaping stuff. And I don't know what the law is about what's right, not right. I mean, like to them um, as far as why you can get prosecuted, people are getting prosecuted. A lot of people, And so for being in certain spaces um, and speaking out, you know, that's something you probably don't want to deal with either. So, again, like it's not about you in that way. Um, And so trying to practice like if you're out there, be out there, um, but don't make it to be about, um, you know, you being popping off or like now you think you're seeing an anchor. Yeah, because just danger. And if you are posting photos, like you can blur out like any identifiable things. Um, but that's even part of like going to one, if you have like, I like tattoos and stuff down your arms, like things that, that you could be identified with, like try to cover those, try to, they say, try to like cover your hair, try to be, um, as unidentifiable as possible. There's even, um, I was looking at the protests in Hong Kong and doing some research cause they've Actually, they've had some really cool breakthroughs in protesting mm-hmm. and ways to deal with tear gas and all that kind of stuff. But they said there's like makeup, like certain makeup that makes it harder for softwares and things to, to identify mm-hmm. your face. And so that's why some of them have stuff over the bridges of their nose and on their on their face. Um, so just keeping that in mind whenever you go. Um, and what are some of the things that you should take with you? You should. So I was doing more research about it and they said like you know have your jacket have uh like a small backpack that has like water bottles also like baking soda or milk like things that can help flush out people's eyes if they do start throwing tear gas or pepper spray you or whatever um thinking about like like doing more research and looking at the organizations you're going with a lot of times the aclu or other like lawyer organizations are willing to give free counsel are willing to help get people bailed out so they said to write down their number like in like a permanent marker on your body somewhere so that if you do happen to get arrested you're able to call them and so that they can help get you out 
And then when you're out there, keep an eye out for anybody who looks out of place or just looks like um, they're actually the opposition. A lot of times you can see people straight up have um, earpieces or they said like the, some of the people who try to identify with the armbands mm-hmm. um, or to be fucking honest, like the white people have like fucking lug boots on and shit. Like, you know what time it is. Like, yeah. you know who ain't supposed to be out there. Um, but just paying attention to who's around, um, who's watching what's going on with um, all different people who are, who are around you. And that's why it's so important to have a buddy and for you guys to keep your eyes out. Yeah, and even, like, white supremacist groups and Antifa and other things, like, showing up with rifles, like, you just want to make sure you know where you are and what's going on so that you don't get caught in the nonsense. Oh, and then also another thing that I forgot is um, with your phone, um, be careful about your phone and um, all the different apps that either use your location and or store your location because um, police and are actually able during that time, like, with the right, like, checkoffs, um, they're using all that data to actually find slash predict movement of um, these rebellions or riots in different spaces. And so they can use that against you and they actually do be all up in your um, information to see. So they say, turn your locations off. Um, And honestly, that's why I really like social media isn't always like the best thing. So there's going to be, I mean, there's a million people who's out there and everybody, you see their phones are out and they're trying to capture and be in the moment. Um, But like if everybody else has their phone out, like I probably don't need my phone out unless I'm right in front of somebody or something's going on, in which case hopefully other people around me are capturing as well. But be careful of that um, because so many phones in one area is just, that's just everybody's data. Exactly. And most of the things that I read, like, and how to best prepare for these, um, especially in such tumultuous times, is to just turn that hoe off. Like, yeah. don't bring it. Like, why do you need your phone? If Especially, that's why I said, write the number. Maybe write another number of a friend or something on another arm. Um, but also, if you're going, they said, don't put it on social media. Put your, put your account on private. Like, take off any identifiable information. Like, oh, I work at Nike or I work at this. Like, take that shit off your profile. Take your full, my, full name off and possibly just, like, go dark for a little bit while you're doing it. Um, if you're like, man, I don't know about going out there. Um, you know, I see what's going on, but like, that's not for me. I don't really care to hop out downtown. Um, there's some different ways that you can speak up, ways you can support without physically protesting and being there. Um, one of which is researching and being aware of different bail funds in different cities where they are helping to, um, bail people and protesters out who are being arrested. Um, Um, Also organizing or funding supplies. So looking at those organizations whose vision and the things that they're doing are in alignment with how you feel and what you want to do. Like they'll they'll put out calls for, hey, we need money for supplies. We need money for, you know, milk and all these things that people can take. Um, So you can also fund those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also just to write about it, continue the conversations. I think even more importantly, honestly, than talking about it online, like I understand there's the space to have that conversation and this is what's most important right now. So that's what you're going to see on there. But um, a lot of conversations offline that aren't really had, like you talking, you know, to your friends or, or to your friends who aren't black or, you know, those are the harder convos. And so continuing to write uh, about what's happening it's important that we have this from our narratives and, and our point of view and our stories, um, continuing to have the important conversations with people, helping them to be aware of things, um, although that's not your job, but um, and cutting off the outlets, the people and, you know, anything that's anti that. And if, if they're not in support of um, your life, then, you know, it's making those hard decisions as well. And so like during times like this, um, I think it's also important not to, 
get too judgy either of each other. And, um, you know, I see the back and forth about things like when Madonna, poor Madonna put up that, um, that video of her child dancing and it's like, damn, like this shit is funny. And a, it was funny. B, it was like, damn, like what, what did you do this for? But B or C rather, <laughs> but C <laughs> also, I, I, it ain't right for everybody to be like, man, white people think, you know, dancing solves everything. Like she also didn't say that either. Right. Like, like, so, so let's direct our anger at where it needs to get directed to. Um, it's funny as hell. Like, I'm not mad at people saying that, but also it's like, damn, like, don't hop into people's minds either and just come up with shit. Like, we don't need to do that either. Um, seeing people who are misinformed, especially other, other black people um, who may put something on and be like, guys, like, you shouldn't do this or, you know, there's a different way or better way. Um, I think it's okay to kind of slightly drag them. It's just, it sucks that it, ha it goes so far, but it does. And hopefully they'll get the point and they'll, something will click um, and they'll get it in the future and that that'll be part of their growth. I, while I'm not a fan of everybody mobbing each other, especially when there's people who are wrong, wrong that need to be mobbed, right? Like that's kind of my main thing about it is like, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, why is Carly silent? Why didn't she say anything? Which that's just an example, but like, that's not anything to even be worried about. Like, you know, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what she's thinking. I don't know what's going on, right? Um, like, I'm not fucking tweeting about this all day. But there's other things behind the scenes, and I think what's important is that um, you protect kind of your piece about it. You protect mm -hmm. the information that you bring in um, and that you're educated when you speak about it. Um, so so be kind, um, especially to your kinfolk. Like, I know some of them are out here saying crazy stuff. I wish everybody would stop asking for everybody's opinion because if they wanted to give it, they can just give it. Um, but let's also not raise all the bullshit as much as we need to raise like the awareness and the important issues and the important pieces of what's going on. So having a focus um, and making sure, you know, you don't slip too crazy, you know, overly into this space of just attacking and negative to everybody and just, you know, that's not a good space to be either. And it's understandable. That's why I go out and break stuff. Um, but yeah, just, just practice your meditation, your peace, whatever you need to do. If you're not that person to go out there, um, but you you need to protect yourself, like do what you need to do still. Um, even with all this going on, it's always difficult, but there are things you can try. Yeah, and the energy isn't just, like I think protesting and uprising is, is a big piece of it, but there are other pieces too. And so, you know, using your unique talents and skills for those things while also protecting your peace and not falling down a rabbit hole where that's all you see and all you read and all that can, that you consume every single day. Mm -hmm. That's important. Um, do you have anything else specific on this topic? Um, something else I was reading about is if they are flushing your eyes, like if you do end up going in and supporting in that way, they said it's better to wear glasses than contacts. Um, so if you do, like I'm a contact user, mm -hmm. so I would need to wear my glasses. So just thinking about those things. And I would say do research because like I have protested before, but not to the levels of all this stuff that's been happening. So, and so when I do go, like I want to make sure it, when and if I do go, I want to make sure that I'm well informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just be informed and be with somebody and make sure people know where you are. Um, those types of things that I, I would usually say are common sense stuff, but you never know. Um, so we appreciate you guys listening to the episode. We thought it's very important to talk about, you know, these topics. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important to take a stance. It's important to um, choose the right option, which is never silence. And never. it's important that um, we empathize with each other and those who are crying out to be heard and, 
you know, making sure that we, we support them and give them a voice, not shutting them down. If you're not going to do this or not be out there, at least don't shut other people down. At least don't be in the way, which we said earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and so however you choose to be a part of this, we hope that you'll be safe. Um, and before we close out with the question of the week, um, please leave us a review. Please share this. If there's anybody, maybe a friend or somebody where you're like, oh, this would maybe clear something up for them or, you know, help them understand, like, what's going on right now. Um, feel free to share this. Hopefully they also watch CNN or read something else, too, because, I, you know, I am not Tom Brokaw or whoever, <laughs> like Barbara Walters. Um, but clearly, you know, we are very much affected by this, as are you, yeah. as are anybody, everybody in this country. Um, and so it's important to have a basic understanding of what's happening and at least try to understand the feelings and, and why people feel this way. Yep. So thank you for tuning in. Um, this week, our question right in alignment is how are you helping? And I, I asked that meaning that towards this, um, mm -hmm. like, how are you helping with what's going on? And for me, I would answer, um, how I'm helping is with my voice, so through things like this episode and just talking it through and talking about it. And I will do some research on um, the right places to donate and make sure like it makes sense because also there's a lot of fake Venmos, fake things going mm -hmm. out. So again, back to the research, um, before you start sending all your little coins to places that's not uh, black people. Yep. Um, and also, um, the same with going out like I, I'm gonna pay attention to see what happens and I don't know if or where I will go if I do um but I will just be paying attention and seeing what what happens um same so using my voice and I think as a non-black person um it's really really important to use my voice and to show in actions that I you know care and I'm trying to support and that is like a lot of times just listening and holding space for other people and hearing black people and what they say. It's not me going into spaces and asserting myself and trying to make sure I'm hurt because it ain't about me. It's mm -hmm. not um, what I do as a non-black person, you know, like woman of color, like sharing a lot of resources, calling it out in my community, like calling out anti-blackness when I see it, speaking directly to my communities, like, and how they can make a difference and ways that they can donate and ways that they can educate themselves. Um, and also donating to Bell Funds and, potentially going out also and being there to protest. Yeah. Thank you, Carly. Um, and thanks to everybody who's doing something. We appreciate it. And that's it. <laughs> I'm trying to be like, that's it, guys. <laughs> that's it. Um, that's our episode. We will see you next week.